I need I need something else to think about. And that thing that I want to think about is, <laughs> hey, hey, Vex. Yes. How was the Little Mermaid? Um, oh, we're gonna do this. Um, okay, can little... I go pee while you do this? Because I can't talk about water and not have to pee. Sure, sure. Okay, thanks. Thanks. Um, it was terrible. I'm gonna be honest. I really tried to give it the benefit of the doubt, but it was terrible. They absolutely butchered that beautiful 1989 classic animated film. They butchered the music. It was diversity out the wazoo. Surprisingly, not a lot of feminism. Um, it was just heartless. It was really heartless. How do you think it's going to do box office? I think it'll easily make $500 million. Really? Why? It's the Little Mermaid A, nostalgia bait. Uh, B, they've really been pumping out the marketing, like literally on all fronts for this. Like I went to Ulta for the first time today and they literally have an entire like line of black girl sunscreen dedicated to this movie um so there's marketing um everyone in my movie theater like literally 95 percent of my movie theater were just black women and almost all of them stood to applause at the end of the film really yes interesting so i think I, again this will depend dem demographically about where this movie is playing but i definitely think easily this will make 500 million and it's just because of the nostalgia bait because I don't think that a lot of their remakes or their live action things have done like The Lion King. I don't think that that did very well. No, I Lion King Aladdin, did very well. Aladdin crushed. Um, uh, how about Mulan, though? How'd Mulan do? Mulan. Oh, actually, you know, let, let's see the box office for Mulan. I don't think it came out in box office. It went straight to Disney Plus and you could and that like, pay. Count. Yeah, that doesn't count then. Um, what was the last major one then? The not The Lion King. Aladdin? I think it might have been. No, I think there was one since Aladdin. Okay, let's see the box office for Aladdin. It is like it is a billion. Yeah, one point oh five billion USD. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. What was the last one? I feel there definitely was one after that. Give it a googs. Yeah, I think they're even going to make like an Aladdin too. Oh, oh you know what? Cruella. Yeah, how'd that go? Okay, let's see Disney. I feel like this one's a bit more of an outlier though because it wasn't just 101 Dalmatians, right? Yeah, it was a whole different thing. Where yeah. they tried to make a woman who makes jackets out of puppy dogs into the hero. So, she was just misunderstood, don't you understand? Exactly. So this was 233.5 million, but hold on, what was the budget? Ooh. Budget was 100 to 200 million. But I'm still, again, still going to rank that as an outlier because that's not a direct one. Yeah. So let's see. So you really think it'll do well? I really think it'll make at least $500 million. Did you go uh, on opening night? No, I yeah. went for an early screening. On so even, even more rad. How did you get to go do that? Was it just like... Oh, no, it's just uh, they have it. Like if you go to the AMC website, they just offer early screenings. That's, that's all. You just have to purchase your ticket in advance. Oh. Yeah. And it was just you... Uh, yeah, I wasn't. Well, my husband had to go to work a and B. I wasn't going to drag him to watch The Little Mermaid, which That's is nice a, it's a quintessential women's movie, essentially. And it's two and a half hours long. Oh, I would so. absolutely drag my husband to that. Are you going to see it, Kelsey? Um, I might because it is playing on the cruise ship. Oh, so if there's right. nothing else going on, I might end up watching it. But we'll see. You'll have to tell me how you like it. Um, I'm not I'm not 
seeing or not seeing it based off of like, oh, I'm outraged or like, oh, I want to support. It's just like I have two children. <laughs> like, no way. Not yeah. getting a babysitter for that. You know what, though? Burt Kreischer's The Machine is coming out this weekend. I would like to get a like get a grandparent to watch the kids to go see that. But no way. Yeti Union's too little for grandparents to watch him yet. Yeah. Oh, OK, here we go. Uh, it looks like the Maleficent Mistress of Evil seems to be the last major one in the theater. So that had a budget of 185 and it made 491.7 million in the box Ooh. office. That's pretty good. I think this is their first remake or uh, live action remake since the pandemic, though. And people seem to be particularly pissed off at Disney lately. Yeah. And then Wait. before that, The Lion King. So that was a $250 million budget made back $1.66 billion. But again, Lion Jeez. King. The Vex, Lion King. Did you the see Lion Guardians of the Galaxy? I did. I did a video on it. Okay. We keep asking her if she's seen it, and she keeps being like, thanks for watching my video, dicks. Right. I even posted in the Discord. But, I'm not going to watch your video because oh. I want to see it, so I don't want spoilers. Yeah, that's No, that's true. fair. Maybe. That's fair. Yeah, I don't blame you. But yeah, I did also make a video. playing on my cruise ship. Um, that I do want to see, but again. Babies. Guardians of the Galaxy 3, I mean, it's mid. That's all I'll give it. Like, it doesn't push too much in your face. Actually, no, it doesn't push any agenda on you. That's but all just, I want. No it agenda. feels really lackluster. That's all. Um, the the emotional parts. I don't. Again, I don't want to spoil it. The emotional parts are good. Like there's part of the script that is genuinely really good. It's just drowned out by so much meh. That's all. Mm. And a lot of slow mo shots. A lot of just musical interludes that don't need to be there. Forty five minutes of that movie could have easily been cut out. Yeah. yeah, James Gunn is not as great as I think a lot of people think he is. I don't. I think he's a one-trick pony because I'm noticing now that everything I've seen of him is just Guardians of the Galaxy with different characters. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a bunch of like quick little jokes, and it's a bunch of music it's, that you like. It gets old really fucking fast. Um, you have and, no idea how much music that you recognize and like gets you points. If I yeah. could just add a bunch of like ACDC and fucking BC Boys beats in the background of the podcast, instant, instant next Joe Rogan easily. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's all that's keeping me from $100 million Spotify deals. I'm just, yeah. I, I yeah. So, fuck, what were we talking about? Guardians know. of the Galaxy. There we go. <laughs> sorry. It's getting, it's almost 1 a.m. here. No, I think we were talking about a guy douching. <laughs> a guy douching, too. And Little yeah. Mermaid. And, and the Little Mermaid. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy 3, not bad. Mediocre. It has some good stuff. It has some bad stuff. Um, How many little... flippers would you give the Little Mermaid? two flippers out of 10. Ooh. So one out of five, maybe I really, okay. Here's the thing. I really, despite following everything that was going on with this movie, I genuinely went into it with an open mind. So much of an open mind that the first like 25 minutes of this film, I didn't mind as much. Right. Um, Cause I was like, okay, they're trying to give Eric a backstory and they're basically mimicking the animated film. Okay. And then it just really, but like it was a poor imitation essentially. So I was really disappointed by how lackluster it was. And then the first musical instance comes along and it just kind of, you understand how poor the film is just during that interlude. And didn't it just all Lin-Manuel Miranda, my favorite guy. Didn't he do the music for it? Who? Lin-Manuel Miranda. No. He did Moana. He did Hamilton. 
No, this is Alan Menken. You sure? Yeah. <sighs> Let's give it a go. Oh, I was Lynn, sure. Lynn Manuel Miranda? Yeah. He's a producer. Yeah, but he's a... I'm pretty sure... Mm. It says that he's a songwriter as well, but he's listed as a producer on this one. Well, hold on. Alan Menken, isn't he the one who did the one for the 1989? And he oversaw the music in this one as well. But so they changed some of the music in the songs, right? They changed some of the lyrics in some of the original songs, and they added three new songs. Oh, there you go. Alan Menken and Lin-Manuel Miranda have composed the soundtrack for The Little Mermaid 2023. So guess who is in charge of them changes? Lin-Manuel Miranda. That's him. Not gonna miss my shot. No, I'm not gonna miss my shot. No, I'm just like my country. I'm young, scrappy, and hungry. <laughs> um, yeah, the new songs, by the way, are terrible. Like they're not memorable at all. In fact, I'm pretty sure I've heard two of them in two other live action Disney remakes that also made new songs. So there's no originality to them. Uh Aquafina has a rap song in there, which Who's is Aquafina. Just- Aquafina is some weird gender studies Chinese actress who's just being shoved into everything because she looks borderline like a dyke. Oh. Sorry, probably shouldn't say that on a podcast, <laughs> but <laughs> um, I was feeling bad about saying that word when someone else called me that word. <laughs> and here you are just throwing it around. <laughs> just all Aqu- that makes everybody feel better because at least we're not that big a piece of shit. <laughs> oh. Um, Aquafina is just cringe on every level. I'm sure you've seen her in something because they put her in basically everything. Now that you mention it, yeah, I think so. They made some movie called like Raya and the Last Dragon or something, and it came out on Disney Plus, and you had to like pay nine dollars to see it. And it was like, Mm -hmm. no, we're not paying nine extra dollars to see this movie. But like, it was prime pandemic, and we were pretty fucking bored. But eventually, it became free, and we watched it fucking horrid. And I believe this Aquafina person was in that. Yeah, yeah, she was. She was also in Crazy Rich Asians and Shang-Chi. Yeah. And she plays the same role in every single movie she's in. Just Mm. a really, really, really annoying dykey chick. Um, But yeah, um, the original Is she actually gay? I'm pretty sure she is, yeah. Well, then that's offensive. I don't fucking care. (coughs) Be offended, please. (laughs) It fuels me. So you don't like it? It fuels me. <laughs> um, Your offense gives me energy and strength. Yeah. Um, they butcher Ursula a lot. Um, Isn't um that what's her name play her? Kath? No. Melissa McCarthy. That's her. Here's the thing. First minute, I was like, okay, she might be a good Ursula. Then it just all goes downhill. By the- like, All the acting is just terrible in this movie. The only thing I feel like they got right was Sebastian. And even then, he's very tame compared to how he was in the animated film. But like, I actually found myself enjoying the scenes where he was front and center. Um, Javier Bardem is just like, I don't, I didn't know that this guy was capable of bad acting, yeah. but he bad acts here. And his Who muscles, is he? he's King Trident. Oh. Yeah. He's the father. And uh, his biceps are photoshopped. Like it's painfully obvious yeah. that Javier Bardem does not seem like the dude who like goes to the gym. Well, it's weird because with every other mermaid you see, it's all their natural upper body, 
But with him, it's very clear that they like they CGI'd his biceps. Oh, it's weird. well, yeah, because they if it's if you're just a background mermaid, of course they can just get some jacked guy. But like Javier Bardem's got a name, but he also likes donuts. It was it was just weird, bro. It was just weird. Um, the chick that plays Ariel, I know that everyone's upset over the 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 black casting, the blasting. I don't know what what we call it. Um. I wouldn't mind it if it were consistent, but it wasn't consistent. So it makes you just really question like, how the fuck do all these people know each other? A and B she's not a good actress. So wait, like Ariel in the movie has got sisters and a dad. Okay. So Ariel in this movie, she's black. Okay. Her uh, dad is, what, is he Mexican or Spanish? Probably Spanish. Okay. I, I don't know. He's Spanish. Okay. All of Ariel's sisters are completely different ethnicities. Like, completely different, okay? Javier Bardem likes to fuck. That's what that means. Oh, but here's the thing. All of them share the same mother and father. Oh. Then that is confusing. Now, here's another thing. So they try to... And then, oh, and then his sister is Ursula, who's a white woman. Huh. But an octopus. Yeah. Yeah. Like, diversity is one thing, but also, like, that doesn't it gets make worse. sense. Hold on, it gets worse. <laughs> okay. So Prince Eric is still white, right? And they try to give him a backstory. So in his backstory, he's like, he's about the same age as Ariel, and he's also going through the same, like, oh, I have a privileged royal background, but I can't do anything, even though she can literally swim the seven seas, and he can sail the seven seas, but whatever. <laughs> so he was apparently found on like a shipwreck as a child and his mother adopted him as a prince. His mother is a single black female. And when I say black, I mean black as night. There's no <laughs> way they're related at all. It's weird. And then his advisor slash her lover, I guess, is a brown dude. Like Middle Eastern brown dude. And then all of the like the the like tertiary characters that have like you know three or four lines in the movie, they're all black and get screen time. And then all of the poor people that live in a village that they go visit are all white people, save for like two black people. Huh. And this is this is in like a Caribbean, like this is like what 1600s Caribbean when the British were colonizing the area. Yeah. And they even make reference to that by the like, oh. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. They're like, oh, there's a Spaniard ship in the distance. So you kind of know what time period this is. That is confusing. It's, it's especially when it's like familial stuff. It's like, so wait a minute. Are you guys adopted then? And like, are you going to mention that you guys are adopted? And it's like, oh, we have the same mom and dad. It's like, well, that's not how that even works, though. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, it, it's just like they've input a lot of these convenient things to try and make it work. But again, it's still weird because you can't you can't discern where everyone is from. And it kind of makes it feel like you're watching something that has. What's the word I'm looking for? I like your. Sorry. What's the word I'm looking for? I feel confused watching it, basically. Like, there's a part of me that is like, I understand why they're doing it, and I understand that it's fiction. It takes you out of it. Yeah, there we go. It disassociates you to the immersion that film is meant to provide you with. Yeah, 
But when and, you're like, wait a minute, I get yeah. why you casted this person. I get why. And then you're not thinking about the movie. You're thinking no. about real life identity exactly. politics. Exactly. And you're fixating on all these things that really shouldn't matter, but you've made it a point to make it matter. Otherwise, you wouldn't do all of this. Yeah. Like, by all means, have a diverse cast. Who cares? Just but make if it you're, make sense. If you have family members... And you know their mom, you know their dad, and now you see their brother and sister, and they're all different fucking ethnicities. It's very weird. So just like, I, and this is the thing, like, okay, then just make King Triton black. Just make all the daughters black. That, again, I can immerse myself in that even if I don't agree with it. Because, you know, it's dark under the ocean. The deeper you go, the paler shit gets. So how are there black mermaids? Whatever, how, though. How are there mermaids? <laughs> That's a whole other part of it, right? But it's just, again, single female black queen ruling a colony. Bro, come on. What? <laughs> so, like, the only... Oh, okay. Here's how you know. Hmm. You, you, both, ladies. you both <laughs> seen the fucking cartoon, The Little Mermaid, right? Yeah. So, you remember how Ariel loses her voice and she's supposed to get a kiss so she can keep her human form and get her voice back. And then the Ursula... She sees that she's getting close and then she hatches a plan where she turns herself into a human. And mm. then she tricks Eric into falling in love with her instead. Honestly, I know like the songs from The Little Mermaid and I've seen it, but like not something like Okay, kid. basically that was part of the plot, right? It's like she wanted, Ariel wanted to be a human. So she goes to the sea witch. The sea witch is like, I'll give you legs. That part I remember. A, yeah, at a price, right? So I then don't remember Ariel Ursula becoming a chick. So Ariel is about to get her. She's because Ursula is spying on her, right? So Ariel is about to get the kiss with Eric. And then Ursula's like, fuck this chick. Like, no, I'm going to keep her voice. I'm going to be king of the seas. So she hatches her own potion that turns Ursula into a human. And because she still has Ariel's voice, she mimics Ariel's voice to get Eric under her spell. Right? Yeah. So... The, the and this is how I know that Disney knew exactly what they were fucking doing with the casting. The girl that they chose to cast as Ursula's human form is spot on exactly who you would think would be cast based on her cartoon counterpart. Like uh, one one for it? one, I it was an unknown girl, but they look identical. Like I was just like, that is exactly how I pictured Vanessa. So I know that they have the capability to do this. They just chose to go the diversity angle for diversity. Vanessa. So if I type in Vanessa the Little Mermaid, I'll see yeah. who it is. You should, yeah. Images. Uh, yep. So it's got a picture of the cartoon character and then her next to it. And mm -hmm. I assume that that's her from the movie. Yep. That looks like the real person of that drawing. Exactly. So they, they know that they, they have the ability to cast based on a character. They just choose not to do it. Right. So that like that casting they got right. And Sebastian, they did pretty good. But everything else, it was just it was a mess of a film. The pacing was also off. I could hear the kids in my like theater getting bored with this movie an hour in because it was so all over the place. The They extended when everybody this stood up to applaud. It, what did you do? I just sat there and looked at them like, <laughs> what the fuck? Did you get looks? No, because, okay, so we're the theater I was in, it had, like, these fancy rows of seats kind of deal. So it's, like, we all, um, like, those plush seats that you can, like, the recliners and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, like, there's a row of those, and then there's, like, a wall layer, and then another row, and then a wall layer. 
So you don't like your view is never obstructed by someone else with the way it's laid out. And even next to me, there was one woman next to me and there's like a foot between us. And then the seat on the other side of me was empty. But the woman next to me, she was maybe like five or 10 years older than me. And she was also just sitting there like, what? <laughs> so I'm so interested to see how it does. It, it's going to make money easy. Guaranteed. Because Disney the, Plus is able to hide their numbers. Like they can't, they don't tell you yeah. how many people watched what. So you can't see like, how did Mandalorian do? Like from season one to season three, did you gain viewers? Did you lose viewers? What happened? But so, this we'll get to know. Here's the other thing reason I think that this will do well. Disney was really intentional with the specific images and materials they released in all the promos. And for that reason alone, they will get people, like even haters, they'll get them in the movie seats to see how terrible it was. So like, you know how every image we got, it was just like all dark and drab and all that stuff? Yeah. There's a lot of parts of the movie where, yeah, it is dark and drab and you're like, what's going on? But a lot of the scenes in the underwater sequences are actually kind of colorful. Like you think it was some planet Earth shit in like the Australian coral reefs and stuff. Hmm. So I'm just like, oh, like Disney knew exactly what they were. Even the images they released of like Halle Bailey, the, the chick that plays Ariel. Again, the stupidest shots you can think of they released. There were far better ones that they could have done that wouldn't have given away the plot. So they wanted to drum up as much drama as possible because that's yeah, free advertisement. Exactly. Gotcha. And then they get haters like you went and you paid money to see it. You pirate every movie, but you paid to see this. Because I'm planning to launch the new YouTube channel with this video. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I Do know. Do you want to tell people what the channel name is? Vex Electronica. <laughs> What's the uh, current okay. one? No. So the current I haven't renamed both the channels. So the current channel I have, if you look at the the actual like hash, not the hashtag, but the at tag or whatever. The current channel I have is no longer Vex, at Vex Electronica. Now it's at Vex Electronica Gaming. So the channel I have right now will become Vex Electronica Gaming. Um, the movie reviews that I have on there already, I'm going to end up privating them and I'm going to re-upload them to the new channel, which is just at Vex Electronica. And that's where you're going to get Buck Wild? Uh, yeah, that's where all the movie stuff is going to go moving forward. Gotcha. So um, this will be like the first like the first major video to get it running. And I'm just going to re-upload the other stuff so that any new viewers have an idea of what my content is about. Because I'm supposed to not be mixing content allegedly. So I kind of I, I guess it's yeah. still early enough that I can make that change and it's not a huge deal. But that's yeah, because I'm genuinely I've been having the same thought because I've been watching gear reviews for like jackets and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, yeah. dude, I can review the stuff that I get too, like. And I think I can do it better. Um, but then go. it's like, do I want to separate 8750 from gear reviews? Or do I want to be like, no, watch my gear reviews if you like that. But then like you go, oh, he has a podcast. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Just add, you can always just put the little ad at the end of your thing. Just like, if you want to hear more of my stuff, you can catch me on 8750 every week. There you go. Done. So you think make a channel for nature and gear and a channel for 8750? Isn't there already a channel for 8750? Not on YouTube. I thought there was. Nope. Oh. Yeah, the algorithm's going to already have categorized you just based on your nature shorts. Nice. 
But oh wait, your watch does the watch review stuff overlap with that? Kinda. It's a gear review. Are you gonna be reviewing like nature gear in general? Uh yeah, dude. Like I got my new rain jacket and I figure why not review it? It's like an underrated jacket, I feel. It's a, from a brand that people don't expect to make bitchin' jackets. But then you've already put the 8750 stuff up on your YouTube channel. I have. Mm, I just make a new channel then. If you really want it, if you care and you want it to take off, then make a new channel. Yeah, you're right. Here's the, as I'm always just like, no, I just want people to listen to the fucking podcast. Yeah, there but, you go. Yeah. See, I'm trying to like I, now that I've networked with enough people that are like, you definitely should be doing this for a living uh, at this point. So I'm just like, all right, fuck it. Let's make this happen. So I'm in it to win it. That's why I'm making a second channel. What about your part time job? How are they going to feel about it? I'm moving to the States in the fall. Oh, true. Yeah. This so is no more working part time. This is this is literally an opportunity for me to have like a fresh slate where I can commit to this a little bit more. Do it to it, dude. That's what I'm doing with the podcast. Like when I became a stay at home dad, it was like, let's let's give this our all. But like my husband doesn't make that much like he makes a good living, but it's like our budget would be tight if it were supporting two of us. Right. So I need to, I don't have like a sugar mama like you do. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. Like, that's the other thing too. It's like, so ideally like this will help supplement some of that income. So like my husband isn't paying a mortgage alone and all that stuff. And like, I mean, worst case scenario, I can just get a part-time job. There's a lot of places. Deliver for on track. No. <laughs> You Honestly, apparently do whatever you want. I'll probably just end up trying to find like some like, uh, you know what? Maybe I'll just find a part time tutoring gig. There you go. There you go. What you're used to. <laughs> <laughs> we have fun. All right, guys. Kelsey's been asleep for the last 25 minutes. Yeah, I'm so sleepy. I'm so sleepy. All right. It's been fun, though. It has Later, been. boners. Later, boners. Later, boners.